0: We do a lot of team workouts where you're counting on your team members, and so because we're working through adversity together as a team, it makes working through adversity like on a project much easier. The things that that has led to has been pretty phenomenal. All great teams know that the team gets stronger through adversity, and us just being able to do that day in and day out has been really, really special.
1: Welcome to the Beyond Listening Podcast, brought to you by We Are Open Circle. This is a show for anyone wanting to understand the realities and key principles of organization and human development and change. We bring you into the lives of our remarkable guests so that you can understand the challenges they've faced and the practical lessons they've learned, so you can live better, achieve the success you really want, and adapt to thrive. We're your hosts, Adam Rumack and Miriam Jones. You can join us each week as we work out how to live more purposeful, inspired lives for ourselves, our organizations, and our communities. We are joined today by Mountain Tough Fitness Labs founder, Dustin Defenderfer. So Dustin founded a company specifically designed for the mountain athlete based on his experience growing up as a backcountry elk hunter in the Montana wilderness. And We talk to him about what it is to start a company, specifically around fitness, but also one that focuses on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being of the clients that sign up. We also hear a little bit about Dustin's story and the twists and turns of life that got him to come up with the idea for Mountain Tough. We're especially excited today because we have partnered with Mountain Tough to offer our coaching clients, the people that come on our wilderness programs, a trial and discount with Mountain Tough to help prepare for some of our wilderness programs and also to help integrate because oftentimes our experiences, you know, five to 10 day programs leave people wanting to stay committed to the well-being that they experience out there in wild nature to continue cultivating that wellness with community. And Tough would just seem like the perfect partner because of its holistic approach. And I'll also say that the sort of no BS approach to cultivating mental resilience and strength and a focus on how that aligns with our day-to-day life, what it is to be good human beings in this world. So by the time this podcast is released, you'll be able to get that code either from our Instagram, which is circle, or if you're signed up for our newsletter, you would have received information. Anytime you sign up for a program with us now, you'll get that three-month trial. And if you sign up for any of our wilderness programs, our friends at Mountain Tough will add you to a six-month trial and then a discount if you decide to continue. So enjoy the conversation today, and we'll see you soon. Tell us a little bit about
0: what Mountain Tough is. Yeah. So Mountain Tough is an authority in backcountry fitness. And our mission is to transform lives holistically. So we look at ways to transform lives physically, but also spiritually, emotionally, nutritionally. We want people to live their best and most abundant life through our product. And usually the way they start that is by looking for a way to get in shape and then once they're kind of inside our ecosystem we look for a lot of different ways to serve those athletes outside of just the physical so a lot of mental training spiritual emotional nutritional but the authority on backcountry fitness is related to our number one gateway into our Ecosystem is online training programs to get prepared for outdoor pursuits.
1: And specifically, you started out as a backcountry hunter. So, when you yeah. talk about backcountry pursuits, is that how most people are coming into this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Backcountry hunting is Mountain Tough's DNA. And so, I grew up in Montana and I was a lifelong backcountry elk hunter. So, my dad got me into archery hunting when I was 12, and we just kind of bounced all over the West archery hunting elk. And archery hunting elk is kind of the most adrenaline-pumping archery sport you can participate in in the West because elk come in bugling and screaming and looking for a fight. Being there with your bow and arrow is an amazing experience. And so we grew up doing that. That was our focus and our passion. And as a hunter, you kind of spend all year thinking and preparing for how you can pursue excellence in that area, which makes hunting a really unique sport because hunting is kind of a lifestyle and more than a sport. And so it takes up 12 months of your year getting ready for a trip like that. So I was always looking for ways to be physically and mentally ready for that. I tend to make the assumption that people that listen to
1: our podcast may not be hunters, much Mm -hmm. less backcountry hunters. What you said there, that it's a 12-month-of-the-year pursuit, that you're thinking about it, you're training for it, you're preparing for it, might contrast with what people think hunting is, right? Like just drive up the road and kill an animal. It's not that, right? Something completely different from that.
0: Yeah. Hunting is, you know, once it's in your blood, I think that it is much more than just going out to harvest an animal. One way we talk about it sometimes is a hunter usually starts basing a lot of major life decisions off hunting being their identity. And backcountry hunting certainly takes that to a whole new level because backcountry hunting you're going into the wilderness solo a lot of times, maybe with one or two other friends, unguided on public land, and you're going in with a backpack and a bow. And then you are looking to harvest an animal with a perfectly placed arrow and then you have to find a way to get that animal off the mountain in your backpack and so it becomes a way of life so people start deciding where they're going to live in the united states based off being a hunter the types of financial decisions they're going to make are all kind of starting to be built around this fall season and how you can have some time off and some flexibility in your schedule all the things that go into a backcountry season are a lot more in-depth than I think people realize until they've gone through it a couple times.
1: And you're out there alone, so there's a the mental component of it. Probably, some, in my experience, some
0: frustration or wanting to give up. How does that mental component come in on those hunts? The mental component is significant, especially if you haven't grown up in the outdoors or grown up out in the mountains or the wilderness, it can be really overwhelming for a lot of people. And we love it because backcountry hunting is a great way to manufacture adversity in 2023 when life can be fairly easy if you're not looking for hard things to do. But the mental aspects are pretty wild if you haven't experienced a major wilderness trip. And so the isolation and, and you know being out there alone with no escape button can be pretty daunting. And mentally, you'll see a lot of people break down from one aspect of just of wanting to be back to the comforts of home. But pushing through that is a pretty phenomenal way to grow. Did that lead us into the spiritual aspect of it? How does that fit into this? The spiritual aspect for Mountain Tough is twofold. One is there is spiritual development content inside of our app. And for us, that is looking for ways for people to be better with systems such as handling anger, handling adversity, knowing how to navigate through conflict and pain. And so usually when we're looking at that from a content perspective, it's a little bit different than what the backcountry will teach you. For the backcountry, for me personally, the spiritual aspect is creation and just looking at how majestic it truly is and, and being out there and seeing the mountains and the glacier carved valleys and, and the waterfalls like and the stars at night and how clear they are. The spiritual component just happens naturally for me in the backcountry because of just how beautiful creation is.
2: I'm super curious because I kind of have this sense that you didn't say, but this sense of, I don't know, it's almost service. I'm just super curious about what called you into doing the Mountain Tough work. Were you following something or did you hear something? I'm really curious about that story of like, I hear you were growing up hunting. It was in your DNA. What drew you to want to offer that back to the community?
0: Yeah, I think the Mountain Tough story has always felt very God breathed to me. And it has always felt 100% like a calling. The journey looking back on it now in hindsight is pretty remarkable and in, in kind of how it happened and, and where we're at today. The way that it unfolded was I was always that outdoorsy Montana kid, you know, bow hunting with my dad. And that led me to college. And I went to college here in Bozeman, Montana at Montana State. And I always had this fascination and love for entrepreneurship. So I've always been an idea guy and love thinking of ideas and things that haven't been created yet. And so I went to Montana State and got an entrepreneurship business marketing and management degree. And I think that that point in my life, I started kind of letting the world shape what I should be doing and following just some general rules that the world speaks sometimes. So I got that business degree. And because I got that, I started pursuing corporate America jobs. There was a company that I ended up going to work for that was really, really cool for what they were doing, but it was a very corporate America type situation. And at first I thought that was perfect. I was like, I have a business degree and the world's kind of telling me to go work for a big business. And so that's what I'm doing. And I was lucky enough that I was really young and the idea was a think tank organization. And so I interviewed Fortune 100 executives. And so from the learning experience, it was phenomenal. But from a passion side, I was pretty miserable pretty fast. And so I didn't like being indoors all day. I didn't like being on the phone all day. I wasn't able to use my entrepreneurship side or my physical side. And so my cup was being depleted pretty fast. It wasn't a cup filling experience for me. And my wife was going through the same journey. So we were kind of struggling. You know, Life was good, but we were certainly not at rest with our situation of work. And so we ended up going to Ethiopia at that time on a short-term mission trip through our church. Two weeks, we signed up and really didn't know what to expect. We'd never been there before. We worked with kids that were 18 and under. Many of them were 12 and under. And they lived and slept in the landfill. So it would be analogous to any big city dump in America. It would be like if there was 200 kids that lived there. So trucks are coming in and out dumping stuff and kids are kind of sleeping in the corner looking for scraps to eat out of the trash and looking for plastic to recycle to make an extra few bucks. And so for two weeks, we just hung out with those kids. And then we came back home. We were pretty wrecked. We were struggling with like post-trip depression and we're back in America with everything we could possibly want and nothing to really worry about, awesome jobs. And we didn't have any kids at the time. And we knew that the corporate America stuff really wasn't for us, but we weren't really sure what to do about it. And we just knew we needed to go back, and we didn't know what that looked like. And so we actually ran into a guy in Bozeman that we didn't know existed. And he had been building orphanages in Uganda since 2001. And Joseph Kony is this infamous warlord that had gone through Uganda and Sudan and using child soldiers had killed 600,000 or so people. And so Uganda and southern Sudan were just full of millions and millions and millions of orphans. And so he was a stockbroker in Bozeman and he went and his life got changed and he was devastated. And so he quit to start this organization that was building orphanages in Uganda. And so we met up with him and decided that we were going to quit our jobs and go to work for him. So my wife and I both quit and we both went to work in Uganda. It was the coolest, most rewarding, funnest, awesomest job we've ever had. And it was a really cool concept. It was much more than an orphanage. It was a campus and the campus had 240 kids. And the whole idea behind it was to teach the kids entrepreneurship skills and teach them leadership skills so that they could be future leaders of Uganda rather than being stuck in the orphanage system for the rest of their lives. So we had all these little small businesses. We had a pineapple business that the kids ran and we had a dairy milk business that the kids ran. And we had a chicken business for eggs and a primary school, a secondary school, a church. It was just so cup filling because it's like 24 seven adventure you never know what's going to happen. You can't control anything. And then you're outside pretty physical all the time because it's a farming operation. And so we thought we were going to do that forever. And then my wife got pregnant there. And so she got pregnant with my oldest daughter. And we flew home to Bozeman when my wife was like nine months pregnant. And when my daughter was born, instantly I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go right back right away. It was so much different than I thought it was going to be so much more powerful than I thought it was going to be. And then just the logistics and like the safety and the health concerns of getting a baby back over there were a lot. And, So then we were stuck in Bozeman when we didn't have a plan B because we just were sure that we were going to go right back to work. And that's where all these ideas for Mountain Tough started coming together. And really, that's when the light bulb moment went off for me. So I founded Mountain Tough in 2016, and no one in the world at that time was training the backcountry Athlete, especially the hunter. And so it started really bootstrap. It, it's crazy how bootstrap it started. I hung a flyer in the bow shop that just said, Hey, I want to train backcountry hunters. And then we started in the park behind my house doing like pull ups on the monkey bars and lunging across the soccer field. And it's just kind of grown and grown from there. So it's been a pretty crazy journey.
2: Thank you so much for sharing that. In doing that transition, and I heard obviously the birth of your first child must have had an enormous effect on you and your wife. In some ways, it seems very obvious and rational from the experience in your life why you would do Mountain Tough. Was there a connection in the calling from the work overseas to Mountain Tough? What was the calling in that? I'm just really curious how that traveled through after that experience.
0: For sure. Around that time, the light bulb went off for Mountain Tough. The backbone behind that was I learned so much going through that corporate America phase of my life. And then I learned so much going through the the Uganda phase and season of our life that I had these really obvious learnings from those experiences that, A, I was only going to focus my time and efforts on stuff that was really, really helping and serving people and helping people transform their lives in one way or the other. That was a big black and white obvious thing for me from the difference between corporate world and the Uganda world. Like my limited time here on earth with the resources I have, I'm going to find a way to do something that's actually helping people. And then the second thing for me was that I need to do something that's somewhat physical. And so with Mountain Tough, I knew that A, it had to help people transform their life and B, I needed to be more active than a typical office job. As long as I got those two things right, I could keep my cup full What was it about Uganda that planted
1: the seed that is now mountain tough? The obvious part for me is experiencing a whole different culture, a whole different way of life, a whole different socioeconomic situation. I'm curious about the mental toughness part, the spiritual part, what I heard you say, the refusal to play the games of the world and really play maybe God's game or your own. Yep. Game, could you talk a little bit more about that if there was anything you haven't said yet about that?
0: Yeah, I think one way to boil it down would be that the Africa-Uganda experience led to Mountain Tough from the perspective of one of Mountain Tough's key objectives is to get people to do hard things outside of their comfort zone. Because we know that's when all these magical life change moments are going to happen. And we know that it doesn't really matter necessarily what that hard thing outside is, but we know that if we can inspire someone and then if we can train them a little bit, there's a really good chance that they're gonna sign up and commit themselves to something really hard outside. And that doing something hard outside is when all the magic happens and that's outside of our control. But a lot of that came from the Uganda experience that we know that if you take some risks and do something physical outside, your life could look completely different. In a lot of ways, that is what Mountain Tough is doing. We have so many people now, so many customers that signed up and they're training right now through the app on one of our programs, and they never plan on hunting the rest of their life, or they plan on hunting three years from now. Or they just want to do something a little bit harder. Maybe that's they want to run their first 10K ever. And that gets me so excited because it doesn't really matter if it's backcountry elk hunting or exploring the swamps of Florida or hiking through Canada. It's the doing something hard outside is where all the magic happens. And just inspiring that action is a really important part of what we do.
1: How has that translated back to entrepreneurship for you? How does all of that translate to starting a business and bootstrapping it? How has it helped you with challenges? And what have the challenges been
0: in getting Mountain Tough to where it is now? It's crazy. It's been not easy, but in a way it has been easy. Like every strength has a dark shadow. So. In entrepreneurship, when it's your own, that's a great strength because you have this energy to work on it twenty four seven. You're thinking about it all the time. You know, it's been seven years now today ish, and it's never really felt like work yet, which is a great advantage of entrepreneurship. Is because it's your baby and it's your thing. It takes a lot for it to actually feel like work compared to past jobs I've had. The shadows in that are, it's hard to turn my brain off of Mountain Tough stuff and it's hard to unplug because I'm thinking about it so much. But it is pretty amazing how like, all the mental toughness work we've done inside and outside of the app and, and then all the hunting experience, just how much crossover there is between the mental work and the entrepreneurship and a hunt. A big thing with backcountry hunting too is expecting that these crazy hits are going to happen. So just like in life, like we're just expecting that these hits are going to take us down. And if you expect them, they don't hurt quite as bad as if you act like they're not coming. So all these little tips and tricks and mindset work that we've done for the business... And for hunting, certainly a hundred and ten percent have helped me with Mountain Tough because it's the same principles and the same philosophies. Like building a business is a, very similar to a really hard hunt, and, and so is life. It's like it's one foot in front of the other, and just keep getting back up. It's pretty wild.
2: And then you have the elk that just wanders out into the field one morning <laughs> at dawn in front of you. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's interesting because. Those moments is what really gives me faith. There is the preparedness in my experience of entrepreneurship. There's the preparedness, like you do your work, Mm -hmm. but the big wins seem to just come in the miracle of life, in my experience. It's that balance between, you know, you've mentioned it a few times, what's in your control to prepare physically, mentally, spiritually for the hunt, for the journey, and then just be with what happens and move with it. That's kind of what I was hearing.
0: Yeah. There's no failure if you're always learning. It's that falling forward concept. It's never a failure if it's just, hey, what can we learn from this and apply those learnings moving forward and just testing and adapting and learning and testing and adapting and learning.
1: You've (laughs) built up, it seems like a pretty big team. You have a lot of coaches. And from what I see anyways, a real diversity of perspectives, everything from military and law enforcement style training to whatever brilliance is happening on the back end, where you're growing really quickly and creating partnerships and sponsorships. How have you pulled that team together and how have those people come into this? There's like a sweet spot where you have where there's that diversity seems to be really shining and helping you out, helping out the mission.
0: Yeah, it's been cool. I think the coolest thing that I've seen is Mountain Tough has the most amazing team and some incredible people. I think spiritually, like from the spiritual realm- the right people always find us or we get introduced to them in a, a really cool fashion. The thing that's happened a bunch, which is really awesome, is crazy, highly talented senior experienced people that we've had the privilege of coming to work at Mountain Tough. They always make these crazy, life-changing decisions to come work at Mountain Tough because of the mission of transforming lives. There's people that have left phenomenal organizations and phenomenal jobs to work at Mountain Tough. And I think it's it's that purpose. We're able to have a really strong, diverse team because people, they want to work for a strong purpose and they want a purpose behind what they're doing.
2: It feels from the way that you're talking that the mission of transforming lives is really strong at Mountain Tough.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm curious
2: about the strength of that mission and how it's so strong and as you've watched it being born and develop, it feels very central. I'm curious about that.
0: Yeah, it's really central. And I think it's stronger now more than ever. We first saw it in the early days of Mountain Tough as like a four-legged stool. So if you have like a bar stool with four legs, what we knew early on in mountain toughs history was that if those four legs are physical fitness mental toughness nutrition and then spiritual health it was really obvious that you can't be really strong on one of those legs and not have the other legs or that bar stool's gonna fall right over and i think that's what was really common in the world and really common in physical fitness training was that a lot of organizations are only focusing on the physical and so if you have that bar stool and you have the physical leg and you're creating some of the most elite athletes in the world regardless of the industry of the athlete if they don't have the mental leg or the spiritual or the nutritional that bar stool is going to fall over. And so we knew that a holistic human that's focusing on those four areas is going to be a high-performing individual for the long term. And so we wanted to make sure that anyone we were working with, that we were able to create a trajectory change in their life, but also help them with a sustainable path moving forward. So if you only focus on the physical A lot of times that's a big transformation for a short period of time. So you can take someone who's really out of shape and you can get them really in shape, but that's probably not going to last for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years if you're not focusing on the other parts of that stool as well. And I think there's just so many conversations happening around our team They've been going on for so long that that mission is really clear for everyone involved that that's kind of what we're working on.
2: And how do you apply that internally? I imagine, and I know from my experience at Mountain Tough, that that influences the material on the app, which I'm highly appreciative of. (laughs) How does that guide you in terms of the way that your team works together and how you approach that?
0: Yeah, we've gone up and down on that for sure where we have gone through seasons where we're just focused on work and then we kind of call each other out on it. We got to be living out what we're preaching. You can get so consumed with work that sometimes you can neglect some of those own legs of that stool yourself because we're so wrapped in with what we're doing. In one way, we're very fortunate because if we're going to spend all week filming physical, spiritual, and mental content as a team, then in a lot of ways, naturally, that's happening just because that's what we're working on. But we have to check ourselves on that quite a bit because otherwise we're just working all the time and we're not living our own ethos that we're preaching. So it's been a battle for sure. It hasn't been an easy answer. We definitely slip and fall on that one quite a bit. On our side, we were working on leadership and teams and
1: organizational culture and sort of trying to avoid the physical side. I don't think we really avoided the spiritual side because we always kind of look at leadership as a spiritual journey because you're always learning and you can't control and there's a definitely a resilience or even a durability component to that too. But I think what we've seen, and this is why we're really sought you out as a partner, is because if you're not doing something physical, it's going to affect your leadership and it's going to affect the culture of a team because you mm-hmm. just don't feel good. And if you're not eating well, you can't mandate that for a team, but definitely you can open the door for people to say, hey, or getting out into nature, getting outside is gonna make a team better. Mm-hmm. You can't really do leadership and team development if the, all those aspects of wellness are not at least possible there. I mean it's not only a thinking game. It's mm-hmm. not
0: abstract. It's it's in this body, it's in how we interact with the natural world, et cetera. Yeah, the mind-body connection is so powerful. Like all the hormonal responses that happen to risk taking or unexpected elements. So being outside and someone slips and falls and there's like an adrenaline response and then navigating through that as a team and figuring out how to calm that down or speed that up, depending on the scenario, those are hard to replicate, just kind of being stuck in an office all the time. And I think that the unexpected unknown that being outside with your team throws at you is where like that real leadership shines because taking a team outside and then a blizzard rolls in, it's like these leaders emerge that you weren't even sure were there. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty cool.
2: I want to go back one step because you said something which really caught me, which is that you call each other out in your Mm -hmm. team. How did you get to the point? Was that always the case where you were able to call each other out? Because that's not always, you know, people sometimes feel afraid of, I shouldn't say that, but you have the capacity to call each other out. Where did that come from? How did you create that?
0: You know where I think that came from, which is really cool, is that one of the ways we are unlike many organizations in the world. And we're very lucky because of this. And it's because of what we do. But since the beginning of Mountain Tough, so for for seven years now, the staff has trained really hard together at noon. It's never been mandatory. Organically, it's just happened where anyone who's joined the team, they have the opportunity to come down and train with the staff at noon and mountain tough local workouts we do a lot of team workouts where you're counting on your team members and so if we're doing a team workout the whole team knows if you're going hundred percent and the whole team knows if you're sandbagging or the whole team knows if you're dying We do a lot of workouts that are like two on two or three on three, and we've been doing those for so long that it makes a really tight bond because we're working through adversity every single day, just in that little micro environment. But because we're working through adversity together as a team, it makes working through adversity like on a project much easier. The things that that has led to has been pretty phenomenal because like you can tell if a teammate is struggling with something at home that maybe you need to check in on them with just based on their performance in the gym. So you can see someone's body language, you can see how they're carrying themselves and so you're like... Well, I probably should check in with that guy based on what I saw today. And then just like all great teams know that the team gets stronger through adversity and us just being able to do that day in and day out has been really, really special.
2: One comment on that is there seems to be an incredible amount of care. And so I just want to witness that.
0: Yeah, we're very fortunate. It's pretty cool. Miriam, if I ever leave we are on the Circle, you know where to find me. be over
1: in Mountain Tough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rounding up here, I hope we get another conversation in the future because there's so much here and it's really inspiring. I'm curious what you're learning about, what you're excited about, both for the company, maybe there's some things that you're working on that are new or even just developing what you've got already, and for yourself, like where's your edge right now? What are you excited about in your own learning, and your own development?
0: Yeah, for me personally, it's pretty cool timing. I think that question is exciting to me in this season of life because I think, I think I realized this year that I've been working too much. And I think that I didn't really notice the negative impacts it could have been having on me and my family. Like a few friends and just natural occurrences happen that kind of open my eyes to that. And so what I noticed this year is like everything that led me down my journey and everything that led to Mountain Tough and everything that led to like some of the greatest moments of my life have been rooted in adventure. So just a lot of different adventures, whether those are like maxing out a weekend here in Montana or taking really big trips. Or just like signing up and going to Africa. Most of all, these really awesome things in my life have happened out of just signing up for some sort of adventure, whether that's running or skiing or hiking or hunting or traveling. That's always been a huge part of my life. And for like a decade, my wife and I would we'd be gone like all weekend and doing something cool, and then getting home Sunday night and going back to work for the week and. In the last two years, especially, work has been kind of all-consuming just because it's been so much fun and so good. But what that has done is it has, like, minimized my adventure schedule way down, which just recently I've seen negatively impacting my life. So, like, because I'm, like an idea guy and a visionary guy. And like, I'm always looking for big game changing ideas. Those ideas don't really come when all that adventure is shut down. And I'll notice that like, if I travel and go on one three day, really cool trip, I come home with like 50 new ideas. And so a big priority for me this year is just re engaging with a lot more of that adventure. And it, it's everything that we're preaching too. So it's kind of me calling myself out. I wanna make sure that that adventure spirit is passed down to my daughters too. So, like our priority for this year is lots of big adventures that our daughters are part of so that they're exposed to a lot of those same things. So, personally, I'm really excited for 23 and 24. And then business wise, One of the most exciting things I think about for the business is the move. We made the move to the native app last year. We're like month 14 of the native app. And the community has just grown and grown and grown and grown. And what I think is so exciting is that in the app model, because it's a subscription, we can deliver any sort of micro content that we feel is going to be powerful to the community without it ever being for sale. It's just part of the ecosystem. And so we, we're working on a lot of really cool micro content for this year because the big training programs will always be a priority, but it's the micro content that really like rounds out the holistic part of our business.
1: I couldn't help but think that it sounds like the last two years have been the adventure that you've been doing is is Mountain Tough. And maybe seven years, but being all in as an entrepreneur and taking something to the next level like you have, that feels like a huge adventure. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like entrepreneurship is
0: its own adventure? It's just taxing? <laughs> a taxing <laughs> one? I would say at first, entrepreneurship felt like a huge adventure. The first three years felt like the same as like taking a leap of faith and traveling somewhere crazy, just cause it's so unexpected and everything's so new. I think the last couple of years felt a little different. It w- was finally a season in my entrepreneurship journey where I needed to put a few more checks and balances in place to where I'm able to shut some of that off like at night. I might be wrong, but I don't think long-term it's healthy. For me to be thinking about the business 24-7, I think I need some escapes here and there. At first, it definitely felt like an adventure where now it's like I need to find some ways to unplug and recharge a little more.
2: For me personally, I do share that adventure spirit. And I think also for me, when it does start to stabilize, this has its shadow for sure, Mm -hmm. I also start to look for the next adventure, the next idea. And I think now being a little bit older I look for the adventure, particularly at the moment in my personal journey with my kids Yeah, and like what I want to give them. I think at the beginning of entrepreneurship, it was about creating something in the world, seeing so much going on in the world that I felt a very strong calling to do my part and that that would teach my kids because even vicariously, they would pick up that it's important to use what you have and take action on it. And now having teenagers, I'm like, I need to be here. (laughs) I need to to actually physically be present and be by their side. It's interesting, Adam, use the parenthood and the entrepreneurship. What I hear and what you said is just listening and always being aware of when it needs to be changed. And it may come back to the business, but now it's about okay, now it's important to be with a family and actually go on the physical adventures with them and give them that experience. And it's that balancing that I'm hearing. It's never right or wrong either way. It's listening to the moment. And you use the word season a lot, which I loved. you know, it's in this season. And I think that's another thing hunting or being out in the wild has given me at least is like, this is a season and this is what's needed in this season.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Mountain Tough has given everyone that listens to this a three-month free pass to check out everything that we've been talking about today from the physical to the mental to the spiritual training that's happening on there. Definitely check it out. It's probably not for everybody, but I think most of the people that are listening to this, if not all, are going to get something really powerful out of it. We've seen a lot of people get really into it and want to continue just like us. And then people that come on our programs, the bigger adventures that we do around leadership and training in group stuff and organizational development are going to get a longer, more fulsome experience too with six months. And we just really appreciate that. And we appreciate how generous you all have been. And Dustin, you have been with your time today and sharing your story. And it sounds like a lot of things that you're doing to make the world a better place. So thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity and it's been really fun chat with you guys and hearing what you're up to and, and making the world better and inspiring people yourselves it's really cool
1: thank you for listening to the beyond listening podcast for more information on how to adapt to a world of rapid change and flux for yourself your organization and your community visit us at weareopencircle.com